activity, um, he had some conundrum that needed to be worked out. So he was puzzled about the way the world is. And it seems to me that he was looking at that from the classical um, Euclidean geometry perspective. Mm. Everything should be like this. But then started to think about questions that arise, and they do arise within the observations of physics in the late 19th century and the early 20th, which is, don't we have to think of spaces that are not performing according to Euclidean geometry? Now, people before that, Mm. other than some very far-reaching and far-seeing geometricians, didn't Mm. Mm. think that way. They really thought the world is a nice, strictly Mm. rigid Cartesian, interesting Mm. that we call it Cartesian, um, world of three dimensions where every Mm. triangle has the angles Mm. adding up in a particular Mm. way, Mm. actually to 180 degrees. Now we, we come to the point, what he was doing was, I think, spinning a wheel. Yeah. And he, he almost says this himself because he says he had to imagine Well, there's it. one of the interesting things about uh, Einstein, and it come, it'll come back to something else that we'll refer to in a moment, which is whether language and words are important in thinking. We tend to do a lot of thinking in Indeed. words. But yes. what, he, what Einstein says is that much of his thinking was geometric, That's was right. object, yes. you know, a, yes. a, a, and, um, and of course this gave him great insight in relation to the solutions that he was searching yes, for. Yes, exactly. Yes. So that indicates what, two things really. One is what you said, it's the free spinning the wheel. Spinning the wheel. Yes. Um, but it also directly addresses that question as to what dependency thinking has on language with to language because um, there are some who argue that that without language there could not be thought be thought which is seems to be a bit bit yeah um i i would say that that language provides a an interesting abstract way of um, spinning the wheel, um, but just as e- readily, so too does the ability to manipulate geometric yeah. um, objects. Well, isn't an animal doing that when it works out? I wonder. As it yes. watches the prey yes. running away from it. Yes, it surely is. Now I put this in an anthropomorphic term, but let's put it that way for the moment. Um, it's surely imagining, well, the rabbit is either going to go like that or it's going to go like that. How can I best deal with that problem? Um, So it seems to me that that's a sort of thinking that's... It's a very simple example in a sense, but then animals in this sense are going to be simpler than us in the terms of the range of thinking that they can perform. I'm not so sure. Was that a... Well, I don't know. I think that um, what we're really addressing is the question, um, to what extent can we say or identify thinking in non-human animals? 
Yes. And we do that we do that in two sorts of ways. One is because if thinking as we understand it is only applied or can only be applied to human beings then one would have to explain how on earth such a thing could evolve because you'd either have to assume that somehow or other one day humanity woke up and thinking it didn't do that so therefore we have to see it as a a a process of evolution in terms of um of of, uh, organisms yes um now, um, we don't have to... It seems to me that we don't have to assume that language is important to thinking. Right. It okay. may play a large role. When I say yeah. language, of course, I'm talking about human, human language. Human language, yes. The yes. written word and the yes. spoken word. Yes. Of course animals have language. Yeah. You sure. can see they, communi- they communicate with each other in a whole variety of ways. And the exactly. more we understand hum- um, animal behaviour and language, the more complex that language is. Yes. And just to be specific, what you're referring to is that with human language, you know that it's also got endless options for recombination. Yes, it it enhances our ability to abstract. That's right. And that is partly a process in which you can produce sentences and ideas that would not have come from what you already know. And it enables us to do what we're doing now, which is to mutually manipulate. Yes, mutually spin the wheel yes that's right be, in fact we're... our ability to spin yeah. the wheel it is enhanced by the fact that we're social animals that's right what we do yes. in our in, in our yes. engagement in this dialogue and yeah. indeed culturally in our cultural dialogue is to spin the wheel in even in a greater sense that and and we can lodge the spinning of the wheel as it were in libraries and in universities and exactly so on so. I mean we literally yes. pay people to go and Indeed. spin the wheel for us yes, we say look right. yes. spend your time spinning the wheel we'll, sure. we'll produce the food and the <laughs> transport and the various other things yes. and we'll pay you people to sit in your ivory towers yes. spinning the wheel yes. reanalyzing situations and come back in and tell it. this I would actually say was thinking Dennis I actually say that, that was cultural thinking that it's thinking at the level of humanity a group thinking Um, and um, that spinning of the wheel I I almost sometimes feel that you know the the more global that process is the more as it were awakening the earth is becoming (laughs) because it's waking up it's 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 because it it, it realises first of all in that process of reiteration and thinking that spinning of the wheel that one of the crucial solutions is that as humans have got more powerful and, and greater numbers and our manipulation of the environment has become so uh, strong, mm-hmm. we are influencing the environment not only in good ways but in terribly bad ways as well, that there are harmful effects of mm-hmm. our actions on the world. And part of that spinning of the wheel is to understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I often sort of think of this as being the sort of the awakening side of it, that social right. consciousness, yes. if you like. Yes, it, refer- it returns to a point that some uh, philosophers have already said, which is that you cannot sensibly ascribe certain kinds of states that, re- that are applicable to persons to yourself. 
if you do not know how to ascribe them to mm-hmm. others. And that mm-hmm. leads me to a very important point, because how do we ascribe them to others? Yes. I don't live inside your head and know mm. that you're conscious because I can feel your consciousness. Yes. I ascribe consciousness to you through a whole range yes. of criteria about which I know that you are a human being yes. and that you have the same sorts of ideas and thoughts that I can have. By same sort, I don't mean exactly yes. the same idea, of course. And of course, that, that, yeah. that, that um, the fact that my anticipation, my assumption that you have yeah. uh, a, an awareness that is similar to mine is tested by the by the correctness of my assumptions about your actions. Yes. That's because right. I yes. am my, my assumptions about that's you right. is predicated, on, predicated the on the fact that, that I understand your yes. conscience. And if that works in the sense that you can then have well a dialogue like this yes. and also anticipate when I might be about to go just to take a simple example into the kitchen to make a cup of tea. You've got a clear sense of why and what. That's right. That, that might, that's a very trivial example of the point I made. So it's reasonable, therefore, to assume that yeah. you are conscious in the sense that I understand it from my own consciousness. Exactly so, because how, how could it be otherwise? Yes. Yes, that, that, that's right. Now, that, that leads... To, if, if we try to move back to the question of, of animals and the shadow of Descartes. Um, see, he, he went so far as to say, well, animals can do none of this because they are complete automata. Exactly. And I think there are two answers to that that one can envisage. One would be to say, well, we are too, but you've misunderstood how that kind of system can work when it interacts with the rest of the system. That's right. The outside, the exactly. environment, which in turn constrains yes. what happens, not in random ways, not mm. in ways that, although much of it is random, whether mm. a rock hits me as I walk along a path in a mountain is, of course, a matter of randomness, but in ways that are constraints by a certain kind of logic and mm. we would call that the contextual logic. That's right, we? contextual yeah. logic. That's How right. yes. organisms interact with each other. Yes. Now, the curious thing, I don't know if it's curious, but the word curious is the wrong word, but you can even observe that in bacterial films. Yeah. Those trillions of bacteria in a film are talking to each other. I know, and it, you know, this, this is the point in which sceptics would say, hang on a second, you've got to be really careful of how far you can <laughs> how extend can this. You, how the can question you that, But then you see, that we, we reverse the question, we throw the question back yeah. to them and say, okay, we'll be careful, but you tell us why yes, we shouldn't. Precisely, and where we and shouldn't. And where we shouldn't. Precisely, because what you're, otherwise, what you're saying is that. Um, Everything about the behaviour of any other non-human animal yes. has to be explained for, for example, by genetics. Yes, exactly. Or, okay, genetics yes. with an influence of the environment, yes, but exactly. nonetheless what's really yes, driving what it is, exactly. is, is... And then yes. there's something fundamentally special about us humans. Exactly so. Well, you know, they say that. You see, there's this extraordinary argument from the very first chapter of Richard Dawkins' Selfish Gene, in which he says, um, let us therefore teach our children altruism because we are born selfish. Exactly. So uh, somehow other humans can be uh, non-selfish by learning not to be. But yes, yes, but the others can't. And he says that because the end of that phrase is no other species can do this. Precisely. 
Now that is why is he forced? To and I would say, hang on a second. What are your assumptions that make you make that conclusion? Yeah. What are your assumptions about what is so special about humans yes. that make you exactly so. make that judgment? This Not is, the other way around. You come to yes. us and say, hang on a second, before you start attributing to yes. bacteria or plants or whatever it is, these yes. processes, yeah. you know, um, you, you know, you can't, you can't really have it both ways. You can't say... You know, for some reason, we can't explain human behavior by yeah. how we've explained animal behavior because that's what he's really saying. Because when you look around, you do find genuine, emotive yeah. caring, you Indeed, do yes. find random acts of kindness, you yes. do find yes. altruistic yes. behavior, um, no matter how much you might want to, you know elaborate it by it being oh well it's only reciprocal and they're only really doing this they're only really being yes. kind because you'll scratch my back and I'll scratch yours type of approach and it takes us back to the and I know this is moving a long way from our present subject uh, but it takes us back to the whole question of can selection in evolution be at groups or individual level Yes. and I think you've got to admit a group has a characteristic which yes. is very important. The group yes. can know its own self-interest. Yes. Well, for, social, for social beings, certainly, the main characteristic of a social being, the more social they are, the more dependent on their social interactions That's they right. are, the yes. more they have to be seen in terms exactly. of an evolutionary sense as yes. a, a unit. Yes. Because uh, right. if you take human beings, for example... I don't survive simply because of the capacity that I individually have. Yeah, yeah that's right. Any exactly. other human is dependent sure. upon the sure. characteristics and uh, different abilities that we all hold. We hold those collectively. We have, as it were, a collective phenotype. Yeah, that's right. And yes. it's the success of that collective phenotype. In fact, the more successful the collective phenotype is, actually, the more enabled it is yes. to create variation within it. And right. The crucial yes. thing about that is that by yeah. creating variation, exploration, allowing the wheel to turn, to Indeed spin, so. yes. Yes. is that you can produce humans that can do things yes. that they would not normally be able to do yeah, if they had to hold all the cards. Indeed, they yes. only need to hold yes. some of the cards. That's right. Yes. to play yes. in the game of sure. being human and uh, because they are enabled to do that and again I go back to the fact that part of that spinning of the wheel and creating differences is that we we will tend to um, rarefy, rarefy uh, whatever the term is uh, certain kinds of individuals that we know couldn't survive by what they're doing actually they're mm. going to survive by what they're doing because we support them too that's right, yes. Uh, yes. You know, artists, um, yeah. singers, uh, novelists, uh, evolutionists. Um, you know, we have various amounts of specialisation. In going fact, the whole on. of creative humanity in its very large range of manifestations. Exactly. Right? Yes. But, the, yes. But, but we're able to survive in that sense because of the collective phenotype. Yeah. Now, the way some people would argue against us on this would be to say, but wait a minute, take that group that has got, we'll agree with you, it's got its interactions, there's a social cohesion between the group, but it's not transmission of the genes. 
Well, you do, no, but I then would say. there's not the, the transmission. Heredity isn't simply transmission of genes. Well, but exactly. What are we talking yes. about when we talk about universities yes. and libraries yes. and culture yes. and exactly learning? So. Yes. We, we, that's an even greater influence on the evolution of yes. mankind. Indeed, so. But even those, and there are many, of course, who would admit that there is cultural evolution as well, will say that go back to that pack of dogs, you see, and there's a group that. Um, how can the social cohesion between that particular pack lead to any evolutionary change in the DNA? Now, I know we can argue that they're making a big mistake initially by restricting it to transmission through DNA. But you see, I can show, I think, uh, and many others have shown it too, Patrick Bateson is a very good example of a recent evolutionary biologist who does this, that the group does it in a very simple mechanism. And it's the mechanism that Darwin described when, after he wrote The Origin of Species, he wrote about sex selection. What they do is two, at least two kinds of selection amongst themselves. One is that they will tend to exclude mm. non-cooperators. That's right. That's been demonstrated yeah. empirically. So this is not a matter of speculation that can be demonstrated to occur. Yes, wolves they, they, and they certainly do. And recent, recent studies have shown yes. that that is the case with uh, wolves. That's right. Yes. So um, that's one mechanism. The other mechanism, though, is that when they choose mates, choosing mates... Well, we know, of course, that there are various chemicals in brains that occur when people are in love or relating to each other and, and so on. But that's to miss the point. Mm -hmm. There's still, coming back to our stochasticity question, the calculation going on, which is not complete, it's open because it's looking for what is the best for me. Um, that's a nice selfish way of looking at it, of course. But the end result is that as that selection occurs, automatically that gets to be represented in what DNA is passed on. Exactly. Obviously so, because it would be different. Because the, 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 there isn't just simply environmental selection. There is also group selection. That's there right. is also selection within exactly. the group. Yes. Now, the interesting thing about this, of course, is that... Um, for an evolutionary process, when... Um, now, obviously, if something works, the passing on that to future generations is anticipatory of the conditions in which it works persisting. Now, if there are fundamental changes occurring environmentally, yes. if, think, yes. if there's a pressure, if you yeah. like, um, then... Uh, clearly there is an advantage as it were in increasing the spinning of the wheel and yes. that could also be true socially as yes, well in other right. words that yes. that behavior might change to the point where yeah. it is able more more able to cope with um, varied circumstances than yes. it would, would be the same circumstances yes, that's right and an awful lot of that can occur uh, as it were culturally that's right and incidentally, it wasn't just Darwin pointing to sexual selection. He wrote a whole book on it, incidentally. Yes. Um, as an example of how organisms and groups of organisms can, as it were, select their own direction of evolution. Yes. Um, 
It's also the case that quite soon after Darwin's work, a man called Spalding came up Sp- yes. with the generalisation of that idea, yeah. not just sex selection, but any kind of selection. Any kind of, well, exactly, any kind of selection. Within a group. That's that the right. group can select. Yes. Uh, you know, to, yeah. um, we, 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 we do this in a whole variety of ways because I get back to before about the fact that... Um, yeah. You know, we foster certain kinds of specialization in yeah. our ranks, as it were. Yes. And uh, that is a form of selection. Yes, that's right. You, yes. you know, it, sure. we, we, certain kinds of traits which we as a culture, yeah. um, you know, want, we select. That's right. Yes, and exactly. It, yes. And that sure. culturally changes, of yes. course. Now, I think the point I'm getting at here is that cultural evolution and what you might call organism or organ, how best to put this, uh, body <laughs> evolution, I'm struggling for words here to get the point, they're um, not really separate. They're not separate. No, 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 That's, you can't, you can't you see, separate. Most you can't evolutionary separate. biologists will readily agree there's cultural evolution yes. as well. Yes. What they think of, well, you can, you can put that off to chapter 10, that's incidentally uh, Dawkins' chapter on memes. Yes. What yes, is memes? Yes. It's all to do with how uh, the spread of culture occurs. Exactly. How and ideas yes, um, right. gather yes. uh, support and, and are transferred. Yes. So, to give him credit, he sort of saw that he had to he's, add he's, something he's, else. Yes, that's right. But. Um, why yes, but to. these are not superficial. These yeah, are not. This these, is, these are a major. Profoundly these are major. A major part, and it occurs in animals too. That's the point. I think we've got to get across. And again, to return to the kind. Incidentally, of, I'm just to say. I'm sorry, you want yes, to return, but I'm just thinking yes. of this where we're, where we're talking. You see, um, I think that that kind of selection is very much more important in the development of intelligence. Right. For example, yes. you know, you continuously get this ridiculous debate about um, genes and intelligence, and then you read one book that sort of one paper that says you attribute forty percent to genes, and what a <laughs> yes. load of nonsense that yes. is! How on earth can you distribute forty percent to anything like that? It's absolutely balmy. Well, but yes. Yes. but what one can understand though is that selection for intelligence in a social animal is certainly in very, very large part uh, um, a social selection because, mm. I go back to that point, is that we foster it. We foster it by allowing um, individuals within our, yeah. uh, um, within our group to, as it were, specialise. That's right. You know, in... Foster in a very direct way because we feed them and we pay them. We feed them, we pay them and so on. That is a social way of um, selecting those traits that that we would allow. So, um, sorry, I deviated from what you were saying actually because I wanted to emphasise that point about the importance of cultural selection. It's not, um, you know, why on earth that would be regarded as being less important than something which one can identify associated with some sort of gene, some bit of entity called a gene. Yes. You know, I I, I don't know. They will say, oh, well, because it it can only get passed on by so many generations. Yes. Well, I always use a particular equation to get this point across, which would be, um, if you had DNA alone, and this is true because I can put it in a Petri dish and it will do nothing, DNA alone, zero output. Um, 
the environment alone with no organisms, again, zero Well, there's no such thing. No, that's right. Well, unless well, actually, could, other, other than in a pure you, physical world, yeah, yes, uh, non with absolutely indeed. no biology. As soon exactly as you've got biology so. in there, it's balmy to it, sort of, of separate it's balmy. out. And so it can only be the and saying it's balmy emphasises the point even more. It can only be the interaction. Now the problem is, again, I'm thinking of this mathematically. That is necessarily non-linear. Mm. Now the problem is the what then happens with non-linear. Um, attribution of extent of causation to different components in a system, say genes and environment, is it doesn't add up to 100%. No. What happens is you've got if this and that, then possibly this. And if you remove any of the ones that are essential, you have zero output. Yes, yes. And that's the kind of logic. And yes. that means you can have one group saying... The causation of this disease is 80% this. And another group comes along and says, no, we find it's 20%. They're both right. They're both right, of Because they can both be right. It'll depend yeah. entirely on the conditions in which they're examining yeah. the yeah. situation. Yeah. 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 So we can't just partition in that kind no. of way. Uh, and that leads us to another very important point, doesn't it? Uh, I didn't. Where we going to wrap this up? No, we've got to get back. We've yes. got to get back. You see, to 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 the shadow of Descartes. <laughs> yeah, the, the shadow of Descartes. Yes, uh, but all yes. this is in the shadow of Descartes. Indeed, in sense, so. Because yes. we, we but yes. I think there's this this search for the Holy yes. Grail. Yes. As well, there that you know that there yes. there has to be a controller. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, for Descartes, the controller was necessary because the only way he could find free will was to, Indeed, put, so to put something in that but was free. The, the, what, <laughs> yeah, it was free. Yes. Uh, and and what, what, the, um, what modern science tends to do, unfortunately, is to find yet another dualism, which yes, is to, right. you know, have things sort of biogenically controlled, yes. which, which creates yes. the most awful problem, which is the fact that if yeah. you make it so deterministic yes. you, you've then got the same problem which you, is you, what on lost. earth is it that we're doing Yes. Well, if we're talking now and exactly. speculating yes, how right. do we act on our speculations yes. how do we act on our things when actually that's it makes right. no difference whether we have this conversation or not no. well makes no difference that's an interesting way of putting it isn't it um, yes, in a certain viewpoint, it would, as it were, be, well, you know, when you think you're doing what you're doing, you're only thinking that you are. That's right. You're not really. What's happening is up here in your skull. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, your neurons are firing in particular ways, um, which means that if I knew everything about where That's right. neurons are firing, I'd be able to say exactly. But the problem with that, one can grant them that, you know, Liebet and others did uh, experiments showing that kind of phenomenon. Uh, we grant them that, but what they then forget is that the context, the, in, uh, the contextual logic of the situation in which somebody produces an action is also highly relevant and causal. And yeah. therefore, um, the idea that we can close the box as it that's were the make it that's as, the crucial thing yes it's the closing of the box it isn't the, a closed system it isn't a closed system and therefore there's an open-endedness and there are constraints it, indeed those, but those constraints yes. are not 
absolute no, absolute. no, that's right. If there wasn't, there would be no creativity. That's right, exactly. That gets us back to thinking. Gets back to this because the main problem, as I see it, with von Reitz in the shadow of Descartes is that he thinks that he's got to marry a completely deterministic system with a plausible analysis of human action. And I think he's wrong. 